0: There's I think a lot that could be said, and we all know I'm capable of saying it all. I think just this, this morning a question. What are what are you doing? You know, like we start mass this weekend uh, differently than we started start mass any other weekend. And Sometimes I think it's just it's good to pretend pretend for a minute like like you're not one of us, you know, pretend like you haven't been coming to church. And as you come or as you drive by, you look out and you see this this group of people just standing outside holding these branches, you know, and it's like, what are they doing? Or, or like you're not one, you're maybe you're not one of us, but you, you come and you decide to come to church this morning and, and you just expect to like come in because that's like what you see people doing all the time. And, and this morning, it's like, well, actually, no, we're going to start outside. So I know you came into the church, but now we'll go outside and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll stand there. It's like, what are we doing? Don't you think it seems strange? Sometimes I think we can, we can do things and just sort of accept that, like, yeah, this is just what we do. But to, like, actually ask that question, I think I think it's, it's not just that, but we could look at, look at the gospel and just sort of ask the question, like, what's Jesus doing? Right? This, part, of it, part of it is actually kind of exciting. So, so you know, back when we were outside the gospel, we, we heard when Jesus tells his disciples to go and get a colt and, and bring it back. And when the master, uh, the owner of the colt, says, why are you untying it? Then this is what you're to say. Right? And then... This is what happens, right? Is they go and they get it, and the, the owner is like, like, what are you guys doing? Well, the master has need of it. And there's something, like, something really incredible about that because, uh, so in, in the Old Testament, you know, where all, where all the prophets take place, there's, there's one prophecy that the Lord promises uh, in the prophet Zechariah, uh, chapter 9, verse 9. He says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. So this is a promise from the Lord that, that... the king is going to come, and he's going to be triumphant and victorious. And, and how is it that he's going to come? He's going to come riding on a donkey. And now the disciples are going, and they get a donkey. And the owner is like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, the master has need of it. You can imagine the excitement, like, what's going on? And even in the, the disciples, as this is taking place, like, Jesus, what are you doing? Right? Because we know, we know throughout the gospel that, that Jesus, like, he does these amazing things. He preaches, he teaches, but then he also, like, cures people who are blind and lame. He, he raises the dead. He cures people with leprosy and other diseases. And yet, at the same time, so many times, maybe you've heard this, like, when, when he does these things, he'll tell people, like, don't tell anyone about it. And even though he tells no one to tell, or tells people not to tell anyone, they go and they tell anyway, right? But, but the, the point is like, he's like, no, keep it a secret for now. Keep it a secret for right now. And now Jesus is saying, okay, it's, it's time. Go and get the donkey and I'm gonna ride in a public way into the city. It's right? so like, Jesus, what are you doing? He's, he's, he's like, it's time for me to reveal myself to be the king. Like, I am the one who's been written about. Right? There's, there's a sense of excitement of like, and this is why the people with their, their branches, right, they're, they, you know, they're, they're laying their branches down, they're shouting out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, because they're recognizing that in Jesus, he's finally making himself known. He's revealing himself to be the Messiah, the Savior, the one who was promised from years and years and years and years, and years back. Jesus, what are you doing? He said, ah. Don't you know? It's time. It's time to do this. And not everyone understands, right? This is why he's like, don't you know? Well, yeah, some people don't know. That's why the Pharisees are like, Lord, what are you doing? Tell, teacher, tell your disciples to be quiet. Don't you see what they're doing? And What does he say? Nah, don't you know? That if they were going to be quiet, somehow the stones themselves would cry out. Right, like this... Incredible. Like, Jesus, what are you doing? I am going to be victorious. That's what I'm doing. I am going into the city to be victorious and triumphant. Another question, the same question. What are you doing? They're praying in the garden, right? And you can imagine, Jesus is with, he's with his friends. He's with Peter, James, and John. He's with uh, the other disciples. And coming up to Jesus as he's praying is this mob of people that want to arrest him. And at the head of the mob is one of Jesus' friends, Judas. I was thinking about this as it was being read. It's like, Judas, he went out with them to preach and teach in the name of Jesus. Judas went out and told people about the mission of Jesus. And now, here he is, betraying Jesus. Judas, what are you doing? What? You can imagine, like, being one of the disciples, right? So, I mean, Jesus himself isn't surprised by this, but imagine being, like, like your best friend is betraying someone who is another best friend of yours. It's like, what? This sort of state of shock of, like, And then the anger, right? And this is why the 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 disciple strikes the slave of the high priest and and rips off his ear, right? This but it's like Judas, like what are you doing? Like what? What? And this of course naturally leads to the cross, and, and the whole time Jesus could easily like we know this, we know as we read the gospels, we know that he's super powerful, that he's more powerful than anyone else, that he's God himself. And yet he doesn't do anything. And now we see him hanging on the cross, right? And you can imagine, like, Jesus, what are you doing? And he says to you, don't you know? This is how I'm going to be victorious and triumphant. Don't you know? I'm, I'm going to war right now. And it looks like I'm losing, but you're going to find out in a few days that, that it's not even close that I'm going to win this one in a route. But in order to win in a route, in order to, re- to, to reveal my glory, I got to do this. I got to go to war. And, and by the way, don't you know, like I'm doing this all for you. I'm doing it all for you. And so now we can fast forward, right, to 2022. And it's like Jesus looks out at you and he looks at me and he says to you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Are you just kind of, are you going along with it because this is just like what you're supposed to do? Or are you just sort of like, well, you know, like my parents dragged me to mass this morning and so this is what I'm doing. Or is it like, well, you know, like I was raised in a Catholic family and so this is what I'm doing. Or, or is it like, well, I just feel like this is the right thing to do and so this is what I'm doing. Or maybe, right, maybe if we can all reconsider We can say, Jesus, we're here because we believe that even though it seems like you're going to lose, we believe and trust and know, in fact, that you are victorious and that you're the only one worth coming for. Jesus, we... This is what I'm doing. It's not we, right? It's, It's ultimately, it's not we, it's me. It's like, Jesus, what am I doing? I'm here to adore you and to worship you. I'm here Jesus this morning to enter into your story and and this morning we start mass differently because starting mass differently it captures my attention and Jesus I know that my attention is prone to wander in all kinds of different directions and so sometimes Jesus I need that reminder to enter into the story in a deeper way and so Jesus this is what I'm doing. I recognize Jesus that you have given everything for me, that you have gone to war for me, that you have publicly exposed yourself for me, that you have died for me, that you have have done all of that, Jesus, so that you can set me free. And Jesus, I just, I'm I'm here to just say thank you and to give everything back to you. That's that's what I'm doing. And I just, I want to do everything I can, Jesus, to like, let this interruption this difference in what we're doing this morning i jesus i want to let let this all bring me to a new awareness that that my life needs to be different that that as i enter into this holy week with you this week that is supposed to be different jesus i recognize that you want my life to be different and so jesus this morning as I'm roused by holiness, right? Isaiah says, the Lord gave me a well-trained tongue so that I might speak a word to the weary, that something that will rouse them. Jesus, I want myself to be roused this morning into living my life differently so that it, it, it never ever again is a question of what am I doing, but instead, Jesus, it's always clear to me what I'm doing. It's clear to you what I am doing. It's clear to the people around me what I am doing, and it is always clear to myself what I am doing. That's the kind of life that I recognize, Jesus, that you want me to live, to be a man, to be a woman that is holy, Jesus, and so I want to do that. Hopefully, brothers and sisters, this is how we can all respond this morning. It's something that I I need to be reminded of. Every morning I wake up, and I have to be reminded of that. And I know that many of us have to do that. I know that many of us are already trying to live that way, and praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. But I also know that many of us are not living that way yet. And so to let this time be something that rouses us, us, to living a life that is more Intentionally and solely, that is only focused on Jesus, on living life like Him. So many saints, this will be the last thing, so many saints talk about their lives. They talk about how they would focus on one thing, and that one thing being reading and focusing on the, the passion, the suffering, and the death of Jesus so that they can be stirred to a greater appreciation of his resurrection. And so I just want to encourage us, one thing this week, one thing during this Holy Week, to read the last three chapters of all four Gospels this week. Because in the last three chapters of all four Gospels, you will find the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And if we, can, if we can read those and be attentive to them. Even noticing like, oh gosh, this gospel says something. It notices a different detail than this gospel does. If we can read them and be in them and be focused on them. Then maybe that can rouse us day after day after day. To live our lives focused entirely on Jesus. Because after all, right? This is what our lives are supposed to be all about to love him with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole soul, and our whole strength.